The following talk was given by Bear Gokon Bonabakura at Zen Mountain Monastery. Gokon is a senior monastic and dharma holder in the Mountains and Rivers Order. He serves as director of operations at Zen Mountain Monastery and also helps run the National Buddhist Prison Sangha. This talk, like all of our talks, is given free of charge. If you would like to make a donation or find out more about our various programs, visit us online at zmm.org. Thanks for listening. This is from the Eight Awarenesses of the Bodhisattva, Knowing How to Be Satisfied. Knowing how much to take of those things which one already has is called knowing how to be satisfied. The Buddha says, you should contemplate knowing how to be satisfied if you wish to be liberated from suffering. The Dharma of knowing how to be satisfied is the realm of riches, comfort, peace, and tranquility. Those who know how to be satisfied are happy and comfortable, even when sleeping on the ground. Those who do not know how to be satisfied are not satisfied even when dwelling in a heavenly palace. Those who do not know how to be satisfied are poor, even though they are wealthy, while those who know how to be satisfied are wealthy, even though they have little. Those who do not know how to be satisfied and are always tempted by the five desires are consoled by those who know how to be satisfied. This is called knowing how to be satisfied. So this is a teaching that I like, that I've talked about before. Um, I think one of the first talks that I gave um, was on this. Um, this is a teaching that appears in the Mahayana Nirvana Sutra. Um, so not the Mahaparinibbana Sutra that we studied in the spring. Um, and so it's a teaching that's attributed to the Buddha. And a teaching that um, Dogen takes up in, um, in the Shobogenzo, in what, the last chapter, I believe it is. He doesn't say much about this, this teaching. He really just quotes, quotes the teaching of the Buddha. Maizumi Roshi, who is kind of our Dharma grandfather, um, offers some commentary. Maizumi Roshi says, if we know how to be satisfied with the way we are right now, right here, that's all there is to know. That's all there is to know, that's it. Can we be truly satisfied with the way we are right now? Right here. Can we be truly satisfied wherever we are? What is this satisfaction dependent on? Is it dependent? This is desires, that's the first of the eight awarenesses. Having few desires is not wanting too much of what we don't have. And there is knowing how to be satisfied knowing how to be satisfied with what we do have. Knowing how to be satisfied with the way things are.
And so there is this fundamental of original teaching in Buddhism about desire. The second noble truth, that this is the source of suffering. This is where suffering arises. And so we're pointed to investigate this. How is that? If this is where suffering arises, then this is where suffering can be resolved, transformed, liberated. And so how is it that suffering, dis-ease, dissatisfaction, disappointment, anxiety, stress, arises from our desires? Can we see this in our own experience? Do we know this for ourselves? How is this? The five desires that Maizumi Roshi mentions are food, sleep, sex, status, and comfort. And this is another teaching that I really like. When I first heard this, I think I was sitting in Sishin, and I was kind of amazed. It was like, that covers it all. (laughs) That's what I've been chasing this whole time. And it's a teaching that can, um, you know, some of these, um, well, it's a teaching that, that can help us to see, our, to see our own mind, to see our experience, to um, look at ourselves, right? So is, is there one of these desires that you um, particularly spend time with that has particular energy for you? Do you have particular habits around? And probably in looking closely, you'll see that we kind of cycle through all of them. We have a relationship with all of them. Each seems to have some power. And we should also notice that these five desires are just aspects of being alive of being human, We all need to eat and sleep, have some degree of comfort. The species needs to continue. So where is the problem? How is it that suffering arises? The desire Desires in themselves are not bad. There are, there is the desire to be liberated, the desire for peace for ourselves and for others, to be of benefit. When we chant in the Four Vows, desires are inexhaustible. I vow to put an end to to them. What's being pointed to? I sometimes, um, I don't know, kind of retranslate that for myself a little bit. 
to have fewer, to not be bound, to liberate them, to be at peace with them, How do we meet, is the question, can be the question in that vow. How do we meet things? How do we meet ourselves? In Zazen, we're instructed to meet thoughts without judgment. What is that? Again, where is the problem? How does suffering arise? And when there is suffering, to look at that, to study that. I was talking with some of the residents about some of this a couple of weeks ago, I think. It was a hot day. Some of us have been working outside during the day at points. And so when it's hot and sweaty, when there is that discomfort, is that always discomfort? Is that always suffering? When is it that that turns to suffering? And I was thinking this weekend, you know, now we have air conditioning. There used to be much more opportunity to study this. But it's really important to look at this. Whatever kind of discomfort it is that we encounter, and sometimes it's very sort of um, simple, clean, clear, in a way. Right, the pain in our legs. There's a way in which it's not complicated. Right, it's just pain in your legs. And there's an opportunity to study that. Right, the instruction is to turn towards that, to not try and fix it, to be intimate with it to just be the sensation, feel the sensation. What happens when we do that? What happens when we don't do that? Okamura Roshi says, our practice is not to eliminate our delusion but to see or to become aware of the fact that we are deluded. Just become aware of it and let go of it. Do not be pulled by the delusions. Then we really become one with the Buddha way. Our practice is not to eliminate our delusion, but to see it, to become aware of it. And I hear in here um, an acknowledgement of our delusion. We are deluded. We are confused. 
In a sense, that's the, um, just part of the diagnosis, right? Part of the situation. And so maybe we can be more gentle with ourselves around our delusion, our confusion. Samsara is confusion, the realm of confusion. Acknowledge, acknowledging this. And not trying to eliminate, but to come aware of it. To let it go. And we allow our lives to be complete, our life to be complete, to be satisfied. I've had a couple of conversations recently about phones. And part of those conversations have been acknowledging that I don't have one. Um, but one of these, a friend said that um, she had seen that some people look at their phones two or three hundred times a day. So I did a quick Google search. And surveys seem to say between 96 and 344 times a day. That would be up to every four every four minutes. And in talking in one of these conversations, you know, when I was just thinking about this, like this is, um, so what is this, what, what's happening? What's happening? That there always seems like there's something um, more interesting that would feel better than what's right here now. There is always something, some better state available. And particularly if there's some discomfort now, maybe that's just boredom. Maybe that's not quite knowing what to do. And it seems like there's always something to turn to, something that will change that, something that will give us a different feeling, another state of mind. And in a sense, that's always true, right? Sitting in zazen, we see how we, how we do that. We just turn to another thought. We create another thought. We call up an old friend who we know will make us feel a particular way. And so what's happening in these moments?
there is a little something that we get. And then disappointment. Kind of holding ourselves in a state of dissatisfaction. And when we do seem to get something, because we do, right? There is a feeling. There is a moment of pleasure. There is some truth to that, right? But to look closely here, did we actually get anything? Do we actually get anything? Is there anything there? There is, and not really. And so this is kind of our confusion, right? Because there is pleasure. There is a way to kind of escape. And what's there, actually? What did we get, actually? There is just this moment of experience. Pleasant, painful, indifferent. It's not who we are. It doesn't define us. It's not going to last. We tend to make a lot out of it. And so, is to say something about letting distractions fall away, letting them settle. To see distraction is is dissatisfaction, is looking for something that's better than what I'm experiencing right now. And so there's a constant kind of chasing after. And what do we learn when we stop chasing? Can we allow ourselves to settle and to stop chasing? Can we allow the mind to be set to settle and be satisfied here? And see that that is not dull. Our practice is not to eliminate delusions, but to see them and let them go. Not to eliminate thoughts, but to see them and let them go. To see how when a thought arises, we reach out to touch it. If it's pleasurable, we cozy up to it, invite it to stay for a while. If it's not, we don't, we cut it off, we push it away. Try and eliminate it, or get irritated with ourselves, or maybe ashamed for having that thought.
so many teachings that instruct us to just not get involved. The thoughts are not a problem. Somehow as I was thinking about this, I I thought of, um, I was a teacher many years ago, a high school teacher, and um, for a while I had cafeteria duty. And so I was supposed to be in the cafeteria during school lunch and kind of, I guess, keep the peace. And there were these two kids who, um, every day they would get into it. And the... um, um, the uh, sort of cafeteria monitors asked me to, they were like, this, this happens every day, can you, can you like try and help? And the kids would always, these two kids would always sit near each other, right? And they would sit with their friends, and I can't remember if it's like they were cousins or they was, you know, the conflict was about their cousin. And so I would just stand there and watch when they came in. And one day, the first kid came in, he sat down, his friends were around him. And then I saw when the other kid came in and sat down, you could see him like perk up, get ready. And I just said, don't start. And he was like, what? I said, don't start. And he was just like, oh. He didn't start. He didn't have to start. (laughs) We can let it be. We can let it be. So we can't really control our thoughts or stop them, but we can let them be. We don't have to start with them, get involved. Encourage them. There's a Japanese master who said, just sit upright and let delusions be. That was kind of the whole of her teaching. Just sit upright and let them be. Let delusions be. And so really important to engage this, work with this, right? Allow the mind to settle. Allow the mind to settle. There is a a concentration in this. It takes some, some diligence and patience and discipline to allow the mind to settle. There were a couple of people who asked me this weekend something in the, sort of in the line of like, do we just keep doing this? Concentration, working with the breath. In a way, it's really important to come to the, find, find your way to allowing the mind to settle. 
kind of how we open, we open the door that way. Allow some space then to see, to look. And there is, can we just sit with our breath and be satisfied with just that? We learn something in that. Do we need anything else? The Buddha said, you should contemplate knowing how to be satisfied if you wish to be liberated from suffering. The Dharma of knowing how to be satisfied is the realm of riches, comfort, peace, and tranquility. Maizumi Roshi says, if we know how to be satisfied with the way we are right now, right here, that's all there is to know. Maizumi Roshi really kind of turns to the, to the, to the point of it, knowing how to be satisfied with how we are, with how we are. Yesterday, Sean called this the primary relationship with ourselves. We're always being pointed there to point our own experience, to turn to our own experience. Mizumi Roshi continues, he says, all of us are containers which carry the necessary amount, some larger, some smaller. It's not a question of which is right or wrong, better or worse. A large thing is a large thing. A small thing is a small thing. That is to say, all of us are the Buddhas. And if we understand that, it is not a matter of being satisfied or dissatisfied. Our life is a totally self-contained, sufficient thing. Becoming aware of this is wisdom. Our life is a totally self-contained, sufficient thing. Becoming aware of this is wisdom. A large thing is a large thing. A small thing is a small thing. It's not about large or small or any characteristic. It is not dependent. Whenever we look at our life from the outside to say, am I okay? Is this okay? We won't see it as okay. Do I have what I want? Am I making progress? Am I faster or slower? Looking from the outside to see if our life is okay is samsara. We will never come to rest in that way, this continual turning of the wheel of samsara. And so we're invited over and over again to look from the inside, to be inside, to find our way inside.
enter from the inside. That's what we're doing in practice, finding our way to in practice, in zazen. Allowing ourselves to return to ourselves. Just right here. Then you are okay. I am okay. Each one of us is okay. Completely, truly. It's not dependent on anything. Maizumi Roshi again. He says, in order to be satisfied, we should know ourselves. But until we really come to that point, we can't be satisfied. Knowing ourselves, even though our body, our existence is finite, we can see that our life is nothing but the life of the whole world. We are the Dharma ourselves, the Dharma we already have. It's a very simple topic, and yet, If we think about it dualistically, it's not at all an easy thing to do. In any case, the more we understand ourselves, the more we know how to be satisfied with our life. The more we understand ourselves. And so that's what we're doing. What is it to understand ourselves all the way through? all the way through. Thank you for listening. To find out more about ZMM's programs, retreats and residency, please visit us online at zmm.org.